to Tim and Joel calling in the ring on Tuesday night. Everyone's feeling a little bit frisky. A little bit frisky, aren't they, Joel? Uh, oh. Sheamus is feeling a little frisky. Kenny Omega's feeling a little bit frisky. Uh, ooh, ooh, Don Callis, friskier than a kid on Sunday. I mean, I'm feeling frisky. How are you? Are you feeling frisky, Tim? No. <laughs> really? Everyone else is feeling frisky. You're, you're just not one for peer pressure. I'm feeling fresca. I could go for a fresca right now. I don't have one, nor have they provided us with a sponsorship, which we are sorely due. Oh, yes, completely. I, I don't you know what will help mentioned. us get a little bit closer to a sponsorship? If you feel the need, if you want that fresca, if you want that freshness from us, hit that subscribe button. Like the video that you're watching right now for us, would you? Gets us into the stratosphere, gets us into everyone's ears, and we want you in our ears as well. So if you're in the chat, say hi, get your statement, get your say, let us talk to you, let's do it up. We have a huge week that just happened. We have a few days of hugeness that just happened, Tim. Rebellion. Yeah. Impact Rebellion. For once, Impact making the big waves. They're the, they're the big news this week. <laughs> I, and it's, I feel awful because we used to cover Impact all the time on this show. And then for the last two weeks, we haven't been able to because, quite frankly, we've been inundated with WrestleMania. And Too then much. we changed time slots and everything moved around. And all of a sudden, it was like Impact has no business on our show. But now they do because we have a new Impact and TNA world champion. And his name is Kenny By God Omega. Yeah, and he gets two extra belts for some reason. Well, See, if they were gonna if they were gonna merge that into one single belt, last night was probably the time to do it. But I guess we're I guess we just want to put as many belts on Kenny as possible, right? Wrap them all up like a belt mummy. Well, yeah, he's he's the belt collector, so you want to have him mm, have. I prefer belt mummy. The belt, belt mummy. It's like belt mommy. <laughs> the belt, no, mommy. belt mummy. Yeah, I mean he uh, dresses like a soccer mom sometimes, so you know. Case in point, what you want is you want him to look like Ultimo Dragon when he won the Super J crown and had those nine title belts all over him. That's what you want out of Kenny Omega. <laughs> is that? That might be what you want. It's not necessarily what I want. I can deal with Kenny Omega. You know what? I love Kenny when Omega. Just maybe that's a lot of belts. <laughs> it's a lot of, it'll weigh him down and that might be what either gives him the the, the drive to succeed. That's cardio, carrying all that heavy mass. <laughs> Or it will be his downfall because he can't carry all that heavy mass. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're going with this angle that he's starting to crack, at least on Dynamite. So, You know what? Outside of the ring, Kenny doesn't always do it for me. I got a little sick of the everyone talking about the drip and everyone talking about the, the promos and the way that he would talk to the audience. And he hates wrestling, but he's a great wrestler. But then he gets in the ring. And unfortunately, if you don't like his promos, you're going to love his in-ring work. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wouldn't say made event of... Uh, rebellion wasn't my favorite match on rebellion really 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 why why did you not enjoy that that there were a couple top rope spots that got like a little bit slippy that like yes look kind of crummy to me um it just like i was i was not prepared for the knockouts tag match to be as good as it was i really enjoyed that like seeing uh jordan grace like just absolutely like chuck uh i i can't remember who it was but one, one of the the tasha steals it was tasha steals like smack and like every single slam that jordan gave was like very impactful uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, and they, they they just had a lot of chemistry i felt like 
it was a good match. Good match with a surprise ending. Did not expect that. It was. I mean, listen, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering winning the Knockouts Tag Titles was a lot of fun. I didn't expect it. I also have been seeing a lot of Jordan Grace losing on Impact and on all of these shows. I had the and wrong partner. I had the wrong partner. Jazz was making a mess of things. But now <laughs> Jazz is the manager. Side. Exactly. She's she's good up here, but not so good in the in the you know anymore. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance that Jazz is still going to wrestle? No, no. Damn drop it. that. It's not going to happen. Please give Why up. Why not? Because, because it's fine. <sighs> But they got to drop those titles somehow. I Patel mean, Jordan Grace eventually is going to lose. Absolutely pun intended on that. Yeah, she <laughs> she's going to lose because eventually she's going to go back for the main title because it seems like she's sticking around. She's got the tag belts now. What about Fire and Flavor? Do you want them to break up or no? No, absolutely not. Great team. Great team. Great chemistry. Great entrance. Like their music is like you feel it's it. fire. Yeah, it's fire. It's fire. <laughs> it's fire. So like, no, they don't need to break up. You know, just keep them in the mix. Like. Again, they need more people, which they're, you know, they brought in another one this week. So we, we got more women on the roster. We can have a, a healthy tag division. I mean, Kara Hogan and Deanna Perrazzo looks good. You want to talk about women coming back. Taylor Wilde made her re-debut with Impact after Deanna Perrazzo defended, retained her, her Knockouts Championship, taking on Danielle Dashwood. I mean, it was a good match. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like, it, it was a standout like surprise for me. I thought it was one of the better ones on the show. I'm seeing in the chat, they're saying, you know, expecting impact to be more geared towards women in the X division for the next few weeks. I agree. I I think there'll be something at the top, just discussing how, um, you know, how Swan couldn't get the big job done. And now everyone's going to have to go after Kenny, blah, blah, blah. But then the women who have always been a standard for impact and the X division, which has been the, the standout for impact, they're going to be, they're going to be knocking out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Tag division strong. Like Diana Peraza put on a good show. Like it's good. And I think there's a lot of rich story, <laughs> rich storylines <laughs> to come out of that main event for Rich Swan, right? Because yeah, like you had mentioned, people are going to be a little bit like PO'd at him for not, he dropped the ball. Couldn't keep it. He even looked like having him be as gassed as he was at the end is a good, good narrative thread if he's, you know, okay and, and good to wrestle. <laughs> That seems to be Rich Swan's kind of MO is right. He looks tired mid-match, but he's selling really hard. But at the unfortunate thing is, as good as he and Kenny were, on the stretch going home, it looked like Kenny was trying to carry Swan to the end. Well, now either that plays out or Swan was legitimately like out on his ass. I, I don't think it really was, li- think he I think was. He, I think he got gassed. He looked like real haggard. So like, you know, maybe he's just that good at, at selling and he's got me, you know, marked out over it. But like one way or the other, they've got they've got some use out of it. It's just, yeah, I, I felt a couple spots kind of looked pretty pretty wonky for me. <laughs> now, before we touch on the tag titles and before we touch on the X Division uh, and the new champion Josh Alexander, I want to ask you a question because it's on the it's on the thumbnail. It's what people are, are yeah. here to see. Like, otherwise, we give them clickbait, and there are enough of those <laughs> out there. We're not the clickbaity. We're not the clickbait people, except for that one week. Anyway, the impact. AEW partnership. We ask, who does it benefit? Now, here's the reality of it. Impact is a great middleman between New Japan and AEW because of the Good Brothers, because of the relationship with Kenny, because of the relationship with Don, because of the relationship even with Scott Demore. My question to you becomes, what does Impact stand to gain from this partnership with AEW, knowing so far what we know and what we've seen? 
I don't know. At this point, they've li- they literally advertised the pay-per-view like once, right? Like last week, I think was the first ad I saw for Rebellion. Yeah, I- they, <laughs> there wasn't much. Like, you know, AEW has so many people on their roster. Maybe they could help supplement that women's division a little bit more. That's you know what what they're what they what AEW kind of got with NWE. Maybe they bring in some. I mean, I don't know. I don't see any value for it for Impact other than like more wrestling fans knowing that Impact exists. <laughs> it's not a like, bad thing. No, no, it's not. But like, they also just had Kenny steamroll their. Well, not steamrolling. It was a good match, but like. I get you. I I understand what you're going going to be off TV for a while. Like, are we going to get Kenny actually there? Because at this point, I feel like that narratively, the both shows are kind of suffering because we didn't see Rich Swan show up on Dynamite. And for whatever reason, they had what could have been a pretty good spot with Moxley and Kingston this week that we can go over later. But like, it didn't quite play out the way you would have expected and i think it's because they're trying to keep things safe for for that feud that they were running this weekend so i don't know it also felt like they were trying to keep things safe in terms of how they tell the omega on AEW story and the omega and impact story yeah and that's fine i get that i think that impact actually stands to gain a lot from this uh while they have only really had private party and yep. omega and then the good brothers have also benefited by being able to go back and forth between AEW and impact um, Impact has seen a lot more conversation around them. Yeah. Maybe their ratings, traditional ratings, don't really show it. But I can tell you firsthand, over on Fightful Gaming on Twitch, we run our weekly Impact show. And we see that community growing. We see more and more people coming in and okay. watching. Okay. And most of the people are actually saying, you know, Kenny's okay, but they're sticking around because they love the Knockouts division. They love Swinger's Palace. They love Steiner Math at 930 or whenever it airs. They love the silly stuff that that, that Impact does, and they love a lot of the work rate stuff. Yeah. I asked someone the other day, what was your favorite match on the card? Someone said that, that the last man standing match was their favorite. Oh, Dream yeah, that, that's what I was trying to think. I've, I was looking through your notes, and you didn't mention it. That was a great match. I I hate, Sammy Call- I hate Sammy Callahan. <laughs> like his bit makes me want to watch him get hurt. And he so very rarely properly gets hurt. <laughs> NXT Solomon Crow. That's all you really need to know. Yeah. Uh, didn't Don't care for Sammy Callahan, but put on a pretty good thing with Trey Miguel, even though Sammy Callahan nearly murdered Trey Miguel a couple times. <laughs> want well, to talk about, reasons- you want to talk about shaky spots. Oh my God. A <laughs> couple of good pile point. drivers there. And that, that was the thing. We watched a 30-minute main event on one of the TV episodes of Impact with Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan. And we all, we were miserable. Different, awful match. Very it was not that, good. That's why that last man standing match was a complete shock to me. <laughs> I, yep. Woof. We went in with much lowered expectations and we got what we deserve because Callahan is an excellent hardcore wrestler. Yeah, he is. Yeah, minus you know some of the corny bits like that barbed wire N sixty four controller, but whatever. Hilarious. So what? So that's the whole thing with the Impact partnership with AEW. They have been able to get some new eyes based on Kenny. Kenny's almost like the pilot project. Does it mean that they're going to have breakthrough ratings and access is going to be amazed and they're going to give them a much more prominent showing than they already do? Probably not. But what it will do is potentially allow for more cross-branded work in the future. Part of the problem and the disappointment stemmed from when this all started 
there was a lot of fantasy booking and a lot of people trying to get all hyped up over yeah, yeah. who should face whom from AEW over to Impact. And because that never came to fruition, at least right away, a lot of people were left feeling completely disenfranchised from the idea of a partnership with these two. Yeah, and I think what we, at least I, didn't really expect to happen was I thought this would be like a flash in the pan quick. Like, we'll do a couple things, get in, get out. And it looks like maybe they are going to do more of a slow burn where we have people show up periodically so that the surprise is still kind of a big pop rather than like unexpected thing where like, oh, yeah, the, the lines are blurred and everyone's on everyone's roster. So it'll be the rare treat rather than, you know, constant. And, and, and it's hard. It's murky waters to navigate. Because I remember when we were talking about Private Party being a part of Impact, we said they could win their tag titles. It'll be similar to Evolve with NXT, where Evolve was a feeder system. So maybe Private Party would be that feeder system through AEW. And then they've got Dark and Dark Elevation. But the point was, Impact would be... But the problem became that it would be seen as a lower tier organization. And that's not what Impact wants. I assume that's not what Kenny will want now that he's the Impact World Champion. (laughs) Uh, there's there's a lot more story hopefully to be told. If there's one thing that AEW has gotten pretty good at, it's doing those those much longer stretched out stories that make sense. However, I'm really hoping that they start focusing a little bit more on those short sell uh, storylines. Yeah, hundred percent because they're gonna have to build some things kind of quick and fast. And I think there's a lot of opportunity with Rich right now for that too. So he he's got a, a soft landing spot. I don't know if they're gonna extend the Cardona brian myers thing based on the finish like that was a pretty decent match too but him you know taking the cheap shot and him being a little bit injured for it gives me some pause because i don't want to see that drag out i wanted that to be over (laughs) it feels like we'll see it one more time and they'll put a stipulation on it and maybe it'll be loose with these impact (laughs) then matt cardona can appear on aew once or twice again (laughs) well we'll see we'll see where his girlfriend lands ah that's the other that's the other question or his fiance i should say um speaking of no i got no segue for this josh alexander wins the x division championship very unexpected he pinned yeah. ace austin not djp i did not know what to expect coming into it i expect well i expected ace austin to retain i didn't expect that outcome to come to fruition um so i assume we'll see alexander and tjp in the next few weeks yeah it felt felt a little bit weird <laughs> it was it just did. Like, oh, okay there you go. Fully expected Ace Austin to have. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good finish. It was just like, what? Okay. Ace Austin no longer champion. Sucks for him. <laughs> yeah, but there is opportunity for him to move up or at least go into the tag division. That tag division in, a, in Impact is also kind of in flux because you've got really, you don't have a lot of teams now. You just lost Reno Scum. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton can at least tag for a little bit to kind of yeah. make up for it. They're going to be taping for the next few days, apparently, Impact is. So that'll kind of take them through uh, at least to Slammiversary in July. So speaking of the Impact tag titles, uh, another shocker was Finjuice retaining from New Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't expect it. I, I I was expecting Finjuice to drop titles, go back to Japan. That's it. And it was, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. But no, that's not what we got. No, I'm here for it. Decent. Good times. <laughs> good good times. If you want a good time, slap a like on this video, would you? Subscribe. 
tap that bell, get some notifications in your in your ears and in your inboxes. Let's do that. But uh, you know what? Finjuice were supposed to they were supposed to defend those New Japan titles. Uh, sorry, those Impact titles over in New Japan, <laughs> but it never happened. They did it over Collective Weekend, uh, over WrestleMania week. But uh, that other than that, they just kind of held on to the titles for a little bit. Vaccines are in place. Travel restrictions might get a little bit uh, lessened and, rest- and lifted. Think Anderson and Gallows go back to Japan, maybe try and win those titles. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be interesting. Like, I, I, I will have the opportunity to defend them. I'm sure in in New Japan. So, eh. it's an interesting storyline. I just want to see a few more competitors in the mix again. Like for a while, it felt like there were four teams involved, and now it's just Anderson and Gallows and well, the Good Brothers and uh, and Finjuice back and forth, but. Yeah, and again, the match itself was solidly worked. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish the Good Brothers weren't just dick jokes on BTE. Because then <laughs> yeah. I'd enjoy them a lot more. You know. Uh, is there anything else from uh, from the show that we missed from Impact Rebellion? I think, I think we got it. it all. It was a good we show. We got the important it stuff. Show. It was a good yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got the important stuff. Let's move on. Oh, we got to talk about Raw from last night. Oh, boy. You know what? The rerun. Again, well, yeah, but they, that's every week. Um, there, I went in with, pre- I, I watched it after the fact because I refuse. Um, went in with very low expectations. So You're it welcome. wasn't it wasn't nearly as miserable for me <laughs> as it was for most of the people who had to watch that live. Oh, boy. Listen, Charlotte returns again, which I love that I can just put that in my notes and literally have it as the header for the last three weeks with no problem. Yeah. Uh, she gets suspended. We talked about at the top of last week's show. That was the big angle that I really enjoyed. The suspension, the $100,000 fine. That was cool. And then all of a sudden, she's back in the fray seven days later. And I love the apology angle because it, yeah. was, it was funny. It was well done. Um, Eddie Orango kind of apologizing and then having to <laughs> apologize again because Charlotte tells him to and then says, good boy. I loved it. I <laughs> yeah, I got no complaints about that. It was that was a good little bit. Um, yeah, don't. <laughs> I get weird. I I don't know what they're doing with. Um, oh my god! And of course, I'm blanking on her name. Sonya, Sonya Deville? Deville. I don't love it. I don't love what's going on with that. It feels weird. Like she's constantly like undermining Adam Pierce in like little like. To the point of insignificant ways. <laughs> yeah, it's a little microaggressions and what is the end game? That's the big question. It feels the, like the can't have a match. It's the dullest long term storytelling I've seen. <laughs> oh boy. Like, I just don't okay. Thank you for these points. Like every time they cut to her and Adam talking about something, mo- usually on SmackDown, it's just the most canned garbage. <laughs> They're, they're both so stiff and awkward. It, 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 oh, awkward. Awkward. It's like to the level of, so I says to Mabel, I says, like, that's where we're at with it. Like, it's just, it's like, please just stop doing this. I don't, <laughs> we don't need to pretend like they actually do this job. Like, just cut them in for the bits you need. So one thing I did like about Sonia was her and Mandy Rose having yes. a little moment backstage. Yeah. Kind of calling back to that. And I love little callbacks. Let me let me feel like I'm invested long term in your show. Otherwise, I'm bored to hell. That, by contrast, is good long term storytelling, like having them actually interact. And, you know, Charlotte needs an opponent. Let's find an excuse. Oh, here's a perfect excuse. That works well for me. So keep doing that. Just have her like stop cutting to her mid sentence. It's so awful (laughs) on the phone. Just being like, 
da 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 oh 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 hold on a second hold on i have to yeah yeah it's really very awkward i'm not a big fan of that you're writing good stuff otherwise like that is the mandy thing is a great example so like you know lead with that stuff so with Mandy and Dana, I want to I want to jump to this for a second because we've had a lot of problems talking about the women's division and the women's tag division in WWE. Mandy and Dana are currently the heels and you cannot tell me otherwise. I, they are no, the I, mean girls. Naya threw flowers at them. <laughs> they made fun of Naya. Naya's kind of a jerk. Let them make fun of her. Maybe it'll correct her behavior. <laughs> But you see the optics here. Yeah, it's the not two great. pretty blonde girls are going after the larger woman, yeah, and I yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I understand like oh Naya's Naya's making fun of Dana. No, it doesn't matter. They're making fun of Mandy. Whatever. They're making yeah, fun of. Doesn't. They're all. Everyone's making fun of each other. Women. Women hate each other. That's just what it is. <laughs> all women hate each other. Fuck. Anyway, point is. I don't understand why the pretty blondes attack the larger woman and they're the faces. That part just kind of nah, doesn't make sense to me. It I, yeah, it's happens. all pretty dull. <laughs> like that's that's the if you're gonna like we watched Shane McMahon throw green goo on Braun. Why are they coming out with a bucket of water? As far as like mean pranks, that's pretty boring. For the flowers. Water it's for, for the, the flowers. flowers. Okay. Wow. I don't know. It'd be funnier if it was something slippier, like just like like a big bucket of lube. <laughs> <sighs> All women love to get wet. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. And- Either way, like Naya did a terrible job pretending to fall down. But what else is? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Oscar and Shane are now caught up in this shit. <laughs> and Lana and Naomi should be the tag champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd be so fine if they just followed our direction with that narrative, right? We wrote a great storyline. <laughs> What was interesting was Rhea Ripley was put with the women's tag champs, who are the heels, supposedly. And now Rhea is also, I guess, Rhea's a, a bad. Rhea's a baddie. She's baddie. Okay. Sure. I mean, I have yet to see any proof at all that Rhea Ripley is, in fact, the bad guy, except for when she tossed Asuka into the stairs in the Can They Coexist oh, tag yeah. match. Yeah, I don't know. Lana almost beat her, so that's encouraging. It is. Couple near New Raw Women's Champion Lana. Bring it. Give it. Give me that. I want it. We were talking about callbacks before. First of all, like the video and subscribe to the channel. That's your callback. The other one is the WWE Heavyweight Champion Bobby Lashley. Mm. So he comes out. First time in what? Two weeks? Since since the Raw after Mania? So I'm a fan. I do not need Bobby Lashley to show up every week and cut the same promo. I'm so much happier to see MVP come out take care of business and you know what was even better when he mentions to the crowd to everyone watching at home whatever it's a callback he bobby lost the u.s championship on a triple threat match in a match where he wasn't even pinned why would he want another triple threat match yeah exactly that serve and he's killing it like you know he can't he comes out he cuts a promo and we all know that he's not like the strong he's got an uphill battle in terms of cutting promos but he's doing a damn good job uh and he he his face when braun won that match was excellent it was both a look of like defiant strength and a little bit of terror like it was really really well done it sold the story just by having it cut to him looking at him being like ah then things didn't go my way (laughs) yeah i enjoyed that main event match until we got to the finish yeah which it makes no sense whatsoever unless again the new tag team soon to be named extinction 
is under the employ of the Hurt Business. Because, like, that's clear. Okay, I get it. You've now made two extinction references, and they're wearing, like, pseudo prehistoric makeup, I guess. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> Can't you just let them be good wrestlers and they, they can come and wrestle? Like, they don't need this terrible gimmick business. Listen, we we predicted this. A week ago, two weeks ago, Braun was going to join that backlash, yeah. WrestleMania yeah, backlash. Yeah, no doubt. We knew it. It's happening. The only other thing I have to say about this whole gimmick was we're going to need a bigger boat. Oh, man. Adnan's out there doing his best. That's, he's out there doing his best. It's right. At least they covered They grabbed it quick. They're like, ah, I don't know any boats that been on rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to get. Yeah. That's the one thing Corey Graves is going to do is kind of reel him back. He had to do it, it a few times. Awkward. He did it. He did it well, but it took a couple times. Like what? Okay, let's look at the positives here. They are doing good long-term storytelling with Braun. I know everyone seems to hate Braun Strowman. I don't. I like Braun Strowman. Screw you all. <laughs> okay. The he is a whiner, right? Like, and Drew called him as much, right? Like the get these handouts thing was great, oh, and he so has good. been bitching and moaning for the past like several months that was the better part of the storyline that got him into the feud with shane mcmahon and then he was whining about shane mcmahon the entire time he's being bullied right like it makes sense he whined his way into this match i think it's a good angle i hope they keep leaning into that in the build to wrestlemania backlash i just i love the part where braun Strowman goes into adam pierce's office and says i want i want this main event match and if I win, I want to be in the main event of WWE WrestleMania Backlash on the Peacock Network uh, or the award-winning WWE Network and international <laughs> international syndicates. And I don't want to be on the kickoff show for WWE WrestleMania Backlash. He just he had to give you the whole the whole gimmick to get there. I loved it because newsflash he's a dummy like you know what he could have gone in and asked he could have just gone in and been like hey i want in this main event you just saw this match let's shake it up <laughs> like he didn't have to ask for a match before the match he could have just been like put me in the main event at wrestlemania backlash on the peacock network like or internationally on the wwe network <laughs> yeah talk about canned baby <laughs> Uh, and in the chat, it was uh, they're saying, you know, uh, most of the in-ring work was really good last night. And that's true. There were a lot of really good matches because yeah. the reality is they have a lot of really good professional wrestlers. They don't have a lot of good writers to write. The, well, they have the writers. They just don't have the person to pass through the filter to get to it before 8 p.m. Eastern when they go on the air and everyone's not left trying to rack their brains as to what they're trying to say or do. Doesn't work for me. But the the matches are fine. The wrestling is fine. Yeah. The tag match, great. the women's tag match that we just talked about was really good. Mm -hmm. The exception being when they had the schmas, when they had Mandy and Dana come out and toss the buckets of water. What does it do? What's the point? Yeah. Like they, they do weird stuff like this. And I think it's because they try to tell 90% of their stories within the matches and like, Look, you need excuses to have matches. You need stuff to happen during the matches. But it's like, you could also just have moments. And this is something that they did really, really well before. Like, when they did the tomato bit this week, that was a good bit. Like, that's a funny moment. <laughs> and it was, yeah. like, and then they just had a match. 
they just had a regular ass match and that makes perfect sense like you don't need to 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 build the thing by having the same match four times in the lead up to the actual match like just have matches like the matches can be fine you can tell the story through other bits backstage segments like you know i will say this as a guitar player much like you are yeah i was laughing so hard when they had xavier woods carrying this giant oversized acoustic guitar case (laughs) and trying to balance it because it's very bottom heavy with all those tomatoes and he's like rushing down to the ring to put it down so he can open it up and get to the and by the way ripe ripe tomatoes when you toss those they hard as hell man yeah it did not seem like those had to be like turning black from rotten to be actually mushy tomatoes. And they weren't going to do that because it's probably hard to find that. Uh, you'd have to make them in advance, which means they'd have to write the story more than a week in advance. So, like, you know, that's why Morrison gets hit in the balls a couple times. Oh, God, I felt so bad. It was like twice. Like, I saw him, like, covering his groin after receiving one and then another one heading right in there. <laughs> Someone was aiming. Someone was aiming. It was a rib on. So it had to be a rib on Morrison. I feel I so bad. I could do it. <laughs> he can take it. You know what? Speaking of Morrison, I'm so. I wish he could have been in that match. I don't understand why racist Riker has to be the guy wrestling in the match. Know. It's dumb. I All I want to do is I want to get to Miz and Maurice versus Morrison and Monet. No, 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 no. That's a WrestleMania match. I know we gotta get a. We're gonna drag it right out. All four of them gotta be in a thing together, just being annoying as possible. Like eighteen hundred Miz TVs throughout the year, you know, with all of them. With a version of like Miz and Mrs., but they'll call it like Jomo and and FOMO. Yeah, something with like yeah, yeah. There, double it up. You get two shows, two two for the price of one. I'd be so into that. Who am I kidding? And then the competing ratings. That's what gets them into the feud. Oh, woof, woof. <laughs> and Seamus is a U.S. Open challenge. Let's get to that real quick, just because we can. Yeah, he's feeling frisky because he keeps coming out with the he keeps coming out with the belt. And he's like, ah, look at my belt. Ah, like, it's great. <laughs> you're, wearing, you're even wearing the right shirt for it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Long Sorry, audio folks. You're going to have to watch the video for this. Yeah, it's me. It's me like a flasher. You know, he, he's got the big coat and he, he comes out and he, you can't see the belt. And then he shows you the belt. <laughs> and it's great. It's good stuff. <laughs> and he's having his best run. He's having great matches. He's having good character. He's he's now coming out and beating people with his taped up fists instead of his taped up wrists. wrists. And it's, it's good. <laughs> um, I like it. You know what? Umberto Carrillo comes out. He's looking good. But here's the reality of it. This was talked about on a few different places where what? I, where I listened about Raw. Considering what Andrade said when he left WWE yeah. about Latin stars not being pushed and Vince not seeing any value in them, it should come as no surprise that Andrade leaves and now Umberto is getting into this scene and Angel Garza is suddenly on screen regularly again. Ugh, yeah, well, to what I feel for for Garza, but like it, it's the same. It's basically just the Enzo and Naya storyline. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, whatever it takes though. I like it. I'm glad to see Humberto and he looks like he might actually be leading up to a pay-per-view match. So good for him. Uh, kickoff show. Let's face it. <sighs> have they been doing kickoff shows? I haven't. Been oh watching yeah. Them. They just haven't done like a, they haven't done a match on a kickoff show since for WrestleMania because of the whole, yeah, we yeah, want yeah, fans whole, live, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
if they do it at the actual show, I get it. It makes sense because they have unlimited time. It's not like they have people in the stands. So we'll see. Regardless, there aren't that many matches for WrestleMania backlash yet. So exactly. And because I don't really want to talk about Riddle more than I have to, I will say this. I'm sorry for manifesting this tag team back in 2018. <sighs> sorry. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, bro. It's too I soon. I did it. I'm really sorry. You can go back on my timeline, Natural Pearl. You'll see it. It's really upsetting. I'm sorry. Let's talk about AEW. Yeah, sure. All right. We had uh, Pentel Zerion with Alex Abrahantes taking on Trent. Whew. Good, solid match. Abrahantes, by the way, is really, really good in this role. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like, he even had some like good, funny follow-up tweets, too, after it was like... Uh... It was like Pento has, Penta has informed me that's a very expensive microphone, so there's no way that that could have been a cheap shot. <laughs> that's very good. I like it. You know, he Delightful. has the right amount of distraction in him too, right? Just the way that he, the way that they got to the end of that match, it made good sense. I liked it. It worked. Trent didn't look dumb. He just looked like a baby face who took a distraction loss. Yep. Well, as a result, tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite, we've got Penta taking on Orange Cassidy. I. Oh. I'm excited for that. That sounds very interesting to me. Like talk about a couple of divergent styles. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. By the way, Abrahant has actually, uh, is rapping on Penta's updated theme music. Oh, that's, that's kind of neat. I, I enjoyed finding that out. Yeah. So, uh, it's going to be, yeah, good match tomorrow night for Cassidy and Penta. We'll see. We'll see. Like you said, clash of styles, and it's going to be just a, Hopefully a fun match to watch. Just brutal mm. at some points. Uh, speaking of brutal, not in the good way, Chris Jericho cuts a promo with the inner circle. <sighs> nope, not for I, me. I kind of tuned in and out with the Jericho one. <laughs> because earlier in the night was JR's interview with the Pinnacle. And Which, that was the good one. So good. Very good. Yes. Like Wardlow got his piece in. That was delightful. Uh, I didn't expect him to, to, get it, uh, to get it off that well. No, it was good. Like, it was really good. And like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's a shame that I kind of tuned out for the Jericho one because there was some important information in there, I think. And I, I might need to ask you some questions. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what is Blood and Guts? <laughs> blood and Guts is, this is, this is why we're doing more content with you now. <laughs> this is yeah. why we're going to do more. <laughs> Sometimes I glaze over, you know? <laughs> Blood and Guts is essentially the War Games match in WCW. But, or like the War Games match now in NXT, but it's going to be more like the WCW one, which is a little bit one different. Ring. There's a, uh, no, still two rings. Ooh. The, there's still a cage around the ring, but there's also a roof, whereas NXT does not do the roof. Good, love um, it. The entry, the way that, that uh, people enter the cage is done differently, I think, for AEW. They'll explain that hopefully this week or next week. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be kind of similar to War Games, but not entirely the same. If you is go back the, and watch old WCW, you'll see. Okay. Is this the first cage match in AEW? I don't think I've seen a cage. No. Cody Rhodes was in a cage match. Okay. But when crowds were still in play. Yes. So ages ago. Yeah. Uh, him and someone in the chat's going to tell me, but I think it was Hager, but it was either way. Cody was in a, a cage match. Uh, no. But tomorrow, we've got the parlay. Because Blood and Guts is next Wednesday, which is insane to think about. And it's going to be a one-match show, according to JR uh, and Tony Schiavone last week on, on Dynamite. So my question becomes, how do you fill two hours with one match? Uh, you, 
you got MJF. I'm, I'm not concerned. <laughs> I have a feeling they'll do a lot of backstage or uh, pre-shot segments. They'll do a lot of how we got here. The match itself will definitely go long. They'll probably, yeah, uh, yeah they'll, they'll have a lot going on. And I think they'll do a big end ending promo type of thing. Oh, it was Wardlow that Cody talent. faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Wardlow that faced Cody in the cage match. Oh. <laughs> it was Wardlow's first match in AEW. Right? What do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some history there. Well, Wardlow has history in the cage. Despite all his rage. <laughs> no, that's the other promotion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, because there's cages all over AEW now. All over is a bit of a stretch. Brian Cage, Christian Cage. Oh my God! Yeah, forgot about the the inspired naming of uh, Ethan Page wrestlers. Yeah, they're good at they're good at naming wrestlers. Are sometimes hey, that's their gimmick. Uh, let's get to, let's move on to the AEW Women's Championship match. Sheeta and Kanji had a really 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 good match. Uh, Kanji's come so far from yeah, from NXT, very good. and everyone says it. I mean, it helps now. She's learning from her peers instead of learning from just teachers of the old school. And not everyone's going to be a success in NXT and in the developmental system of WWE. And Kanchi is just one of those people who has come out ahead when she was released. She got she got more out of her release than most people do. Hundred percent. So it like yeah, it really she stood out. Like it was a great match. The ending was no surprise to me. Like she's not there yet. Like she wasn't never going to win this, but it was it, it was a great match. Like yeah, Conchie lost because she's inexperienced. Like that's yeah. that's the story, and that was a good story to tell because it's simple, it's easy. But they still had enough going on for them that she'd have led the match. It was paced out well, and in the end, it was just because Conchie couldn't keep up. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, Caleb in the chat. Yeah, I remember that match now. Actually, the Cody Cage match. <laughs> yeah, the moonsault off the top of the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's beauty. Tomorrow night, we've got the women's division action is going to be Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford. And of course, you know, if Penelope Ford's around, then Kip Sabian's around. And if Kip Sabian's around, then Miro's probably not too far behind. Are you ready for Miro and Kip to finally throw down? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for Miro to stop being the best man and just be something interesting. (laughs) But he's the best. He's the best man. The best man. He's the best. He's the best man. He's the best. I I don't I actually don't mind them that much. <laughs> I'll be fine. I just need I need more out of Miro. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Statlander and Penelope Ford make sense. It's a good match to have. Statlander knocked a giant piece of plexiglass into Penelope Ford's face upon her return. So uh, I'm gonna enjoy that. Yeah. TNT title match. Speaking of title matches, Darby Allen and Jungle Boy this past week. Whoo! It was what a good, good way it was to good go. Main event. Yeah. Very, I just realized nice. that. I didn't actually update anything that I wrote down. I had last week's notes because I had like, yeah, this has I, happened. Thought that, I thought that <laughs> seemed familiar. And I was like, mm, don't really Whoops. remember any of that, but maybe I'll watch again. I didn't. Uh, um, no, and it just honestly, just an enjoyable match. Uh, Darby Allen again, doing the thing where he says, I want to have more matches. I want to do more and I'm going to win and I want to be a winning champion. Good enough yeah. for me. No. And Keep like, he, he's yeah. It, yeah. He's, he's good in the ring. And it means I don't have to watch so many like promo videos of him because I don't care about the videos. Like he's good in the ring. That's probably why he got where he's gotten. Like it's not because he's an edgy film student. Like, 
do you ever watch wrestler cameos when they're like shared among no, the masses? Never. Like almost okay. never. Only when you tell me here's a weird one. <laughs> I should have sent this one to you because Darby Allen actually did one recently where he's in an Uber and he's giving a shout out. And the Uber driver's like, hey man, shut up. And the Uber driver is just very aggressive to the point where he like knocks the phone out of Darby's hand. And Darby's like, can I just finish this cameo? And the driver's like, no. And he's like, where are you taking me? Just take me home. And the driver's like, I'll take you wherever I want. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's a kidnapping in the form of a cameo. I hope nobody calls the cops. But it's a wrestling fan. It's probably someone's called the cops. Yeah, that's weird. That's a choice. <laughs> Edgy. People- People who are listening are just like, why are they talking about the match? That's because tomorrow night we've got Darby Allen taking on Preston Vance of the Dark Order number 10. I'm looking forward to another one of these matches. It's going to be a little heavy. It's going to be a little fun. And you know what? This is good because the story here is very simple. Allen said himself, last time I faced a member of Dark Order, I won, but I separated the guy's shoulder. So he was at a disadvantage. I want to prove again that I can do it without anybody's help and without any you know, schmoz without any problems. Good. I don't know. Wins a win. Uriah Hall took his win on Saturday. So like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He's not at a disadvantage. It just means you done good. You broke him. <laughs> you broke him. Chris Weidman knows a bit about that too. Oh man. Who, who, uh, who is Sting going to get in a fight with this week though? With the dark order. They're all, they're all so nice. <laughs> He's just going to sit there with his bat and uh, kids. Kids, stay off my lawn. <laughs> stay out. Stay out my, but yeah, watching him in a dinosaur fight was something. But anyway. <laughs> also tomorrow night on Dynamite, we've got the Young Bucks taking on Matt and Mike Seidel. Eliminator match. Very much fan. Very much what? fan of that. What is that? Elim- like a- an Eliminator match is when two people are in tag contention. And if they don't win the match, then they are to the back of the line. They cannot challenge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Time for Matt Seidel to go after the TNT title. Bye, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I like Mike Seidel, but Matt said it a long time ago. He said, I want to compete for the uh, TNT title. So this will probably be it for Matt and Mike as a tag team, at least for now, uh, as Matt maybe sets his sight on the TNT title. Ready? Next one. Maybe. Brian Cage and Hangman Page. Is that what's happening? Cage and Page. That one's happening. Why did I think it was Cage and Cage? It's Cage and Page. Oh, it's man. not Page and Page. It's Cage and Page. I thought it was Cage and Cage this week. No, because Cage has another. Uh, Cage, I don't think Brian. Who's Cage fighting? Cage is fighting someone, isn't he? Brian Cage is fighting Hangman Page. No, 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 no. Christian Cage. <laughs> Christian Cage. I don't think has a match this week. At least I I've could seen. have swore Christian Cage had a match. Maybe I'm going crazy. You can go Too ahead many- and take a look. <laughs> Too many cages and pages. Like their faces are starting to blur into one horrific like mess. Just why couldn't we have Brian Cage and Ethan Page taking on Christian Cage and Hangman Page? Oh, they got him with Scorpio Sky, which unfortunately doesn't suit our gimmick here. <laughs> well, we can still get there. Which is uh, it's like- great to see that that Scorpio Sky gets out of a tag team because he wants to be a legitimate singles competitor because he got that Sonic ring. Uh, but <laughs> Which they also made reference to recently. Someone said he literally grabbed the brass ring. The brass ring! And it's like, okay, but now he's saddled up in a tag team because we don't know what to do with y'all. Yeah, they got to find their way with those two. Uh, Ethan Page is going to take some time because, yeah, he's coming from from Impact where he had a good name to him, but he's got to make a new, you know, new, new fan base. 100%. Whatever. They'll build them on dark. 
He'll get a 13 win streak before you know it. And it'll surprise me on dynamite. It's actually very true. Uh, now hangman page continues to take on team Taz, but going back to Christian cage, he's also taking on members of team Taz. And he so works getting, very hard. So he better he have a fucking match this week. He, <laughs> he outworks, outworks everyone. everyone. <laughs> so I think we're going towards hangman page and Christian cage against team Taz either a double or nothing or in like the late month of May going into double or nothing because eventually I think we're going to have to get to hangman page and Christian cage hilarious for a number one contendership spot uh maybe even at all out which is still that's like yeah. September that's a whole summer away so you got to no, stretch that, that story out that makes sense and we talked about how like hangman has to do this very very long arc and like we'd love it like it's a, it's a great idea it's going to be a good story because when he does ultimately face kenny it's going to be like ooh fire but it does have to drag out for the better part of this year and it sounds like that is where they're going and they actually have a pretty good way to get there so he's going to be busy he's going to be visible in high profile spots and it's going to be awesome love hangman and there's still again yeah you you can you can tell the story further of Christian and Team Taz, at least for now. Again, we're talking about Double or Nothing. But then Hangman Page with Dark Order, you can get there. There could be another uh, another maybe Nightmare Factory for Hangman to have to go through. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Because speaking of the Nightmare Factory, or just the factory now, they're going to the be factory. taking on. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It's the factory for this match. It's going to be QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado, who, by the way, did you know he has an accounting degree? He looks like an accountant. He looks like really? a buff accountant. Yeah. Really? The, the big guy with the big vibe. hair and the, what? That's the accountant? I see him. I can see. I've met accountants who look like that. Buddy, <laughs> I have people questions. people are accountants. It's a good paying job. It's got that middleman designation that you have. You know, you got the CPA and stuff. So it's like, anyway, Canadian. But good Canadian. Lord. They're going to be taking on the Nightmare Family. That's Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson. Why not one of Billy Gunn's damn kids? I don't know. Because then it'd be the That's gun a good club. Point. Why? <laughs> like, why? Billy Gunn got his ass beat last week. Like, let Austin step in. Yes, as he well, should. Well, instead we'll get Lee Johnson, who uh, I assume will eat the pin. I, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying Cody-less AEW. That's really what it it's comes down okay. to for me. It's been okay. Yeah. The ratings have also shown that they, they are enjoying <laughs> Cody-less AEW. Oh, don't tell him that. That's mean. Hurt his feelings. Good on He's him. very fond of himself. Yes, that's the problem. Do you think he'll come back tomorrow night? I had to think about what day it was. Uh, he's been out, what, two weeks? <laughs> think about two weeks. He's been yeah, backstage, That's as long obviously. as he can stay away. He'll be back tomorrow. Cody Rhodes, everyone. <laughs> oh, no. Let's move on. Do you want to get to SmackDown? Uh, I mean, do we have a choice? Yeah, Should Smackdown we tell the good. people what we want to do moving forward? Should we tell them what we've been talking about doing or let them wait? Ooh, no, let him wait. We'll let See, him now wait. we're building intrigue by not talking about what we're talking about. My God. Let's talk about the dance pack. Let's talk about the Intercontinental Championship. Because first of all, we called it Kevin Owens going right from WrestleMania into the Intercontinental Championship. What else what? is he going to do? <laughs> once once Apollo Crews became the Intercontinental Champion, I was like, oh, we're doing it. We're doing that thing we talked about. But Sammy Zayn steals the show again. The man is a dance machine. He is making money on merch this year. He's a merch machine. <laughs> He's a merch machine, but the one with all the dance moves, you know, is going for his Sammy for Syria charity. Oh. 
God, he's a great man. I love yes, Sammy Zayn. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing that for a little while. And if you want that shirt, it's over on ProWrestlingTees.com. It's not going through WWE Shop, which Whoa. I was How very can he do interested. That? Probably uh, because I think charity. I think he's, yeah, because it's 100% charity and WWE is not involved with Sammy for Syria that they're allowing it to happen. And someone else made the design for that, uh, that T-shirt, which is so cool. It's I like a that very t-shirt. good design. I'm not one for white t-shirts, but like that is such a, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what do we expect? What are we going to get? We, we've got literally Sammy, KO, Apollo, and Biggie. Biggie was kind of like off to the side this past week. You know, KO was like pounding around with good, him. It was. Back and forth. I like that. Biggie's always like top tier and put him with KO. Pff, winning combo. But I, yeah. I didn't love the distraction finish for that Intercontinental Championship match no, for KO and Apollo Cruz. Dumb yeah, I, Nigerian nailed is eh, whatever. I Apollo. hate that move. It's like uh, you miss Umaga. I miss Umaga as well. Yeah, I miss Umaga doing it because it was cool. I don't like Commander Aziz. I find his entire presence <laughs> annoying. So I assume we'll do a four way at either WrestleMania Backlash or very soon with Big E, Paulo, KO, and Sammy. Why not? And it'll be good. It'd be a real good match. Yeah, it sounds like a great match. So um, We just have to be careful because we've got a th- triple threat now for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Too many, too many multi-person matches. Do whatever you want, man. It's your company, Vince. <laughs> don't, kind of the don't, problem. You don't need to follow the formula. You know who uh, definitely didn't follow the formula? was me when I told you to like the video and tap subscribe, hit that bell, get your notifications for us. Huh? How's that? We sneak up on you. <laughs> we got you. Uh, you let's get into Roman safe. Reigns. Roman watch. First of all. So good. That pointing Brian out on the t-shirt was the best oh, troll move I've ever seen. He's dude. such a douche. He's so, he feels like just in his element. And I, I hated Roman Reigns <laughs> until this year. Now I love him. I you love him that? so much. You see that? That's you. That's you down there. You're the one <laughs> this on was the bottom. Perfect. Uh, you're the one on the bottom. And so now we've got Brian's maybe final SmackDown match on Friday as he challenges for the Universal title against Roman. What yeah. Do you what are we doing? Are we gonna he's Brian going to Raw. Lose? Brian needs to go to Raw for some reason. I don't know why, but he's going. Why? Why? Why does he have to go to Raw? Why can't he go to... He's gonna go to to, to NXT UK. He's gonna go take on Sam Gradwell and and. and no, he's rest. going to Raw. You know he's going to Raw. They very specifically mentioned the I don't want to see you here on SmackDown. <laughs> like, Entertain me for a second. Let's say he loses. He goes to NXT. Who does he have his first match with? Finn Balor. <laughs> Damn it! Why not Bronson Reed? I don't see that happening. Bronson, Bronson Reed, who, by the way has like a ginormous cat, like a chonker of a cat. <laughs> I didn't know I could love him more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good oh, stuff. Opening cool. tag match, going back to Roman and Brian and all that stuff. Fun. Again, we're going back to the conversation of like having work rates and having great performers who don't always have the best character development or storylines to go on. But they made this one work. I'd like this to see great. more of this. Yeah. You could yeah. 45 minutes to open the show with that was perfect. It all I, worked out because Jey Uso is great. He's even developing a character based on the fact that he takes all the L's. Yeah, he and he's so frustrated and just like broken and like constantly shouting like he's angry all the time in a way that like 
sometimes when he talks, it's like not super coherent and it's, it works really, really well. Like when he was like, Oh, I'm about to puke or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna, he's gonna puke. He's like, why are you talking? I don't care. Why are you? I'm about to puke. Why are you talking about that? Like, and he's just like, disrespect the family. Like he's just frothing mad all the time. And it's really good. Like he's just emotionally destroyed. And I think it's like, it's really interesting and it'll it'll pay off down the line but it's we're still ways away and he's got some stuff to work with for now so watching that swinging promo was fun watching brian kind of just talk over it as cesaro just kept going around and around oh it was, oh, it was so fun. good he i i can't believe they could do it that long like the two of them like jay and cesaro i can't believe they didn't retch like yeah and let's just get to it the alistair black promo that ain't it for me hey somebody watched terry potter though <laughs> Indie like, bookstore troll clerk. Thank you, Edge. That's what you gave us. Yeah, I don't. I, woof, woof. Let's get to NXT it, real yeah. quick. I know you want to get there, but we got, we got, we got to run to the exits. Anything on Alistair Black, real quick? No, nothing on Alistair Black. Bailey and Bianca is going to be good. I thought that was a, a quick way to get into a feud that was pretty well done. Last week on NXT, Dexter Loomis just wanted to get laid instead. Of LA Knight won the match. Indy showed up. They never kissed. Uh, Dexter Loomis just keeps getting cock blocked. So instead, we get Bronson Reed and Austin Theory because Austin Theory went and got himself a match because someone wants to challenge for that North American title, and that's Bronson Reed. But he's got to go through Austin Theory first. Yeah. What do you think? Great. Dumb Jock uh, Theory loses the match, or what do you want? Uh, theory loses, hundred percent. Okay, I can see Gargano getting involved, maybe uh, costing the match and having to do something next week. Beat them both to get the title match yeah so yeah maybe maybe that maybe 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 but like either way bronson reed's getting to the north american title match pretty quick oh yeah he'll get that rematch because they had a really good showing at uh at stand and or deliver yeah well, yeah, deliver because it was night two that's going to continue speaking of continuing we got mercedes martinez taking on dakota kai as mercedes martinez wants to get to raquel's nxt women's championship so Dakota Kai slowly turning. What do you think? She's going to get beaten down by everyone on route to uh, like, she's going to be the gatekeeper to Raquel, but she keep losing. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that'd be better. Like, I don't want it to happen too quick. And I'm nervous that that's what's going to happen. Like, I, I think we can take some time to get there. Like give Raquel a, th- a few opponents, have Dakota be that gatekeeper, but just constantly letting people through the gate. Uh, and then eventually just be like, I'm fed up with this. Like, I'm tired of always being this person who gets their ass whooped before you take care of business. Let me get a shot. So for the sake of her being a player coach, I like Mercedes Martinez getting the first crack at Raquel because the match will be good. What I don't like is that it shows Martinez's, uh, her plateau, her glass ceiling, if you will. I mean, I think that's just realistic and where she's at, right? Like, I don't see things taking off for her like yeah i i I don't necessarily see it either but i don't know i just i'm not the type of person who thinks that the titles are going to make the person in this in nxt at least in this case the women's championship it needs to be just something needs to be given to martinez to make her more badass when she fails she's got to move up while failing i can see her like getting a solid spot being the enforcer in a faction like being the muscle, the heavy. Like I think, I think that'd be a good place for. Her. Oh my God! Make her the heavy for Legado del Fantasma. Yeah, that would be oh, excellent. So 
So into it. All right. Saray made her debut last week against Zoe Stark in a very, very good match. Not shocked to see Tony Storm return and take out Zoe Stark. Uh, speaking of Mercedes Martinez, I assume we'll see Saray and Stark against Storm Martinez unless they find a way to... Yeah. Storm and Martinez already teamed up before. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why. But, like, yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. good to see Tony back, like, in, in the picture again. Like, I, I was not surprised she showed up because there was, like, no one else. I'm glad they didn't do it mid-match. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, the NXT women's tag titles, we, we'll talk about that later because there's a non-title match that was announced. But that's, like, the, the biggest thing coming out of that Dusty Cup was we got the women's tag titles two weeks later. And Storm and Martinez were part of that whole schmazz. Yeah, 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 I expected more. Adam Cole makes his return to NXT tonight. But Ooh. it's going to be in a sit-down interview with Arash Markazi, who was on the NXT TakeOver pre-show, for those who remember. He was the guy who wasn't in the CWC, but he was, like, in another room the, on a Zoom call, basically. Anyway, he's he's a sports journalist, Tim. Okay. He talks <laughs> if you sports. Say so. <laughs> he talks about sports and journalism. What he do you talks think Adam about Cole's journalism? Yes, I don't know what Adam Cole is going to announce. Uh, he said he doesn't seem finished, Kyle. I don't know, which is weird to me because they should probably have finished that. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Speaking of cool, Kyle. What a match with him and Cameron Grimes. Jason Sorry, I didn't Baraz. do the gimmick. Cameron Grimes. He last looked night. like Jason Baraz. He was such a dweeb. <laughs> but that's so good. It was perfect. I will accept the weirdness. I'll accept the weirdness. I think, weird, I, I, think I said KOR. lean in into him being a dork or something. Like, because he is a dork. Like, Hell he yeah. sounded like a dork in the bill. He's like, you know, one of us changed as a person. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, lean into it. Now he's he's a dork. Call exactly. him cool Kyle. I don't give a crap. <laughs> Cool Kyle and Karrion Cross is going to be a weird alliteration match to get to. Uh, but also, Kyle can't keep losing these title matches. So again, Adam Cole sticking around means he'll get involved with Cool Kyle and Cool Karrion. Yeah, and you could run maybe a triple threat with them. Like, <laughs> just have them damn triple bicker. threat with us. Yeah, I don't know. Have them bicker amongst each other and then just Karrion destroys them. Like, he makes them pay for their stupid feud and he retains because that's what's going to happen one way or the other. So, uh, that Cameron Grimes match was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. I forgot to comment. Tremendous. Give Cameron Grimes the shot next. Cameron Grimes versus Karrion Cross. <laughs> Even that stupid backstage segment with the NFT where he's like, I bought an NFT and I, I put all this money down and then pulls out the thing. And it's like, we had a last minute bitter, but that's not how it works. We had to accept the money from Ted DiBiase. God damn you, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. I love it. Love it. That's what awesome. I want. Uh, speaking of awesome, Kushida, the cruiserweight champion. I couldn't remember what he was for a moment. Takes on Legado del Fantasma as he teams with MSK. So Kushida and MSK are going to take on Legado del Fantasma. I thought Santos Escobar would be done with the cruiserweight division and move up to the North American title scene, but I think they're kind of waiting for that scene to open up for him. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I think they want to continue because... Reed and Cargano already had like a good thing going. They want to drag it out a little bit longer. So they'll, they'll, they'll squeeze him in there eventually. What are your thoughts on MSK getting booed at the CWC? I don't know. It's not my fault. Those people were drunk. <laughs> that, oh, okay. All right. Well. No, MSK are great. I don't understand. Why, what does anyone have against them? I feel like they're just too hyped for them. They're hype. <laughs> they're great. Apparently, they're too hype. They're too great. Uh, I don't know. A bunch of bitter, weird Floridians. Not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> what do 
what could be uh, Kushida's next feud? What do you think? Because we had last week only Lorcan accepting the open challenge. Unexpected, but it sets the tone for Kushida and like this championship reign that they're building. They got to build to a big challenger. So I guess only makes sense. They can just kind of squash him and that's it. What yeah. do you think Kushida's next feud could, should, would be? And don't say Santos because we got to do no, that. No, blow no, no, no. We, we gotta, get we, that. I don't think that, that. I think that they can do more with Legato. Like Santos can drift in and out because he has a faction, right? They can do stuff with Legato. They can fight Brazango. Please fight Brazango again for a little <laughs> while. Like, um, you know what? I'm trying to think of who's even on the roster. Like they, they still have... He can squash people like Tyler Rust. Um, who's that other cowboy guy? Kurt Stallion, who's currently Kurt Stallion. They can you can fight him. Like he's got opponents that they can put on. He'll be on two hundred five live squashing people left and right too, and then they'll just call to it on NXT. Speaking of 205, we've been talking about last week. We talked about Mansoor maybe happening uh, taking the open challenge. I think Mansoor is actually going to be the person to win the cruiserweight title from Kushida when WWE goes to Saudi next. If they do it in 2021, <laughs> that's how they're going to do it. Because right now Mansoor is on this winning streak where like it's insane and nobody talks about it because he's the Saudi performer. That's the whole gimmick. So is they'll he take him over actually to Saudi, Saudi or is he like born in Saudi Arabia, immigrated to the United States? American that's the citizen. one. Yeah, yeah. L.A. Yeah. Yeah, born in born in born in KSA, came over young age, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. We're hitting the wall, so here we go. Also tonight, we got Killian Dane and Drake Maverick teaming up to take on Imperium. That's uh, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. I expect Dane will join Imperium at one point. Please, yes, Kate. Thank you. Yeah, maybe not this week. Probably next week. Shotzi and Ember defend. No, they don't. It's a non-title match. Shotzi and Ember take on <laughs> Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah, because of course they do. The way it gets involved, I assume, because now there's a title match. Another women's tag title match. I don't know why there's only two teams going for those titles at all times. Need to fix that real quick. Uh, who you got? Shotzi and Ember or Jesse and Aaliyah? Jesse and Aaliyah by disqualification. <laughs> I think they'll win by distraction. Oh, okay. I guess let's make it to the exit. Tim, tell them where the kids can find you. Kids can find me at Tim Stone P T I M B S T O N E P on Twitter. You can find the show at Tim and Joel pod where Tim and Joel pod.com youtube.com slash Tim and Joel pod. Please come on next time. Give us a like on the video. And this time, give us a like on the video, hit the subscribe button, tap that bell, get your notifications. Would you, you can find me at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L twitch.tv slash Joel Pearl. I usually play video games after NXT and at random times, but until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy NXT, enjoy your wrestling, enjoy your week. And we'll see you in seven for another Tim and Joel pod.